This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back once again with the Six Man Show. Today is March 16th. It is roughly 9 o'clock at night. Here with my main man, Will Robles. What's going on? And Magic are set to take on the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow, 6 o'clock at the Amway Center. Yours truly will be in attendance, taking my wife and my uh, four-month-old daughter. It's going to be her first experience at the Amway, so very excited about that. So once again, you guys know how it is by now. We're going to go over the past week's games, talk a little bit about the team, what's been going on lately trends that that we're seeing and we'll we'll take a a little bit of a look ahead so let's talk about two of our our shining stars going on right now um vooch and dj augustine playing very well uh vooch here has well actually vooch is in top five in field goals two point field goals two point field goal attempts defensive rebounds total rebounds he's top 20 in offensive rebounds points total rebounds the guy's playing like a monster this year and then you know our starting point guard dj augustine playing really well he's top seven in three-point field goal percentage at 0.43 percent and he's also top 20 in free throw percentage at 86 percent so these guys are playing tremendously well for our team so i hope they they can keep it up push us into the to the playoffs dj is actually also he's second in the entire league right now with points per shot attempt yeah you know just only behind james harden so that just goes to show how incredibly efficient that he's been basically the entire year it goes to show like he's an underrated point guard in the league like you know espn or any any media outlet isn't talking about him enough so yeah i would definitely say coming into the year that I felt like we that was definitely an area that we needed uh, an upgrade at. So I I remember thinking when we ch- traded for Jaron Grant that it was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's going to be the backup, but is DJ really going to be the guy to, yeah, you know, get us to the playoffs and really be somebody that can carry that you know starting point guard role well? But I'm glad to say that he's definitely exceeded every expectation that I had yeah. at least this year. Just you know exactly what you're going to get from him. He's I don't think he's obviously not an all-star. He's not the level that Jameer was at, you know, when Jameer yeah, was yeah. balling out when he was here, but he reminds me a lot of Jameer like in the way that you just know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, they, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's yeah, going to run the similar. offense, shoot the ball well, shoot the the you know, the three open like you said. Yeah. He's one of the the top, you know, three-point shooters in the league this year, so um I think we're really really lucky to to have dj he's been kind of the like the steadying force i would say yeah in the the starting lineup so definitely lucky to have dj this year yeah i like that you brought up jameer because he really does like same height same um, number same same number uh you know they they find that that center super easy yeah you know the the big man down low so you know he's been playing well when we i think this is year three that you know we've had him and, two um, or three, two I don't three. remember. And at first, especially at the beginning of this season, I didn't think he was going to be playing this well. Um, like you said, his three-point shot's been going in. 
Um, and he doesn't turn over the ball. So Absolutely. And then Vooch, I mean, when he was selected to the All-Star team, you saw Andre Drummond tweet out the, the Soldier Boy, um, the Drake, <laughs> the, the Drake meme yeah. as far as Vucevic. Yeah. But I think we've been saying for years now, and I, I remember maybe three or four seasons ago, when we were getting ready to play the Clippers, they were talking to Doc Rivers about Vooch, and he was saying that he was one of the best players in the NBA that nobody has heard of or that yeah. nobody talks about. And I think it's still – I mean, I still think that's the case. You just went down the list, all of the stats that he's putting up this number. You know, he's at the top of the league and all of these different yeah, you know, exactly. stats like that. And he's really, I think, the only guy that every single night you can count on 20 – points and 10, 10 rebounds, 11 yeah. rebounds. I mean, lately he hasn't been as efficient. He's had, you know, a couple slow starts, especially against Memphis and Washington. Washington. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple minutes, but I just think that he's been just great this year. I mean, yeah. I, I love he's going to get you those numbers every single night. Yeah, I love the improvement that he's made this year, especially on defense. Like before yeah. his defense was kind of rough, all Magic fans and everybody were saying like, we don't know if we should pay pay the man just because, you know, he's not one of the top defenders that we could possibly acquire I think, or I think, have. I think part of that is the reason that they mistakenly brought in Bismack, you know, yeah. what, three yeah. years ago was that we weren't sure what was going to happen with Vooch now. You know, Bismack played pretty well for Toronto in that playoff series against the Cavs that, that, that year. I remember he had a huge block at the rim. I think it was yeah, on LeBron. He was, he was playing really good defense at the time. Same with Abaka. Exactly. You know, we brought them in thinking that, you know, they can help us out on the defensive end um, more than, than Vooch could. Yeah. So, but like they just weren't sold that he was going to be able to play well enough defensively to really be able to, to yeah. lean on him to be your starting, you know, center if you're trying to make a playoff run or whatever the case. But I just think that Clifford has done – and I think Vogel was pointing Vooch in the right direction. Yeah. He started to show some improvement, I've, but I I've, think... Yeah, I feel like the league has changed, too, because you see these big guys, they're all shooting threes now. Yeah. Like Vooch can step step out 20 feet and shoot a three, so that improvement has helped the team a lot. Absolutely. So, yeah, just DJ and, and Vooch have been solid the entire year. Let's go ahead and we're going to dive into this Memphis game that we played last Sunday night. Unfortunately, the Magic lost 97-105. to And kind of after this game, I felt like there was some egg on my face. Yeah. Last week, we came out talking about how positive that everybody should be, that the we had a very favorable schedule coming up. I even said yeah. that we might be sitting here three weeks from now and looking like idiots. The funny thing is, when we recorded this podcast last Sunday, we recorded it Sunday morning. Uh, before the game and I told John I was like hey this is a game that if we don't blow out Memphis I'm gonna be very upset because this is a team that we should be able to blow out even though they've been playing playing good before um I think they're one of the best defensive teams in the league yeah going this year. going into that game um they were four four and four um and they beat Utah they beat Portland. They blew out Dallas. So they've been so playing well. They've been playing well. They lost to to OKC by four points. So they were playing well going into the game, but still, it's still a team that isn't. You know, it's not a top team in the league. We still us fighting for a uh, for a playoff spot. We needed to come out with more energy 
they're done. They're not they're not making the playoffs. We still have a chance. Team knows that. We should have went in that game, you know, with so much more energy, but we'll we'll talk about it. At the at the time that that we lost this game, it once again it kind of felt like oh my gosh, what's happening? The sky is falling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because one it's a a game that we needed to win. Two, the fashion that we lost that game, you know, being up 6 or 7 with yeah, four we or were, five minutes left yeah, and, and we then were just up by four completely with, blowing it and then all of a sudden you lose by eight you know the just the huge i mean what is that 17 yeah that that big point swing, swing in the last couple minutes was insane a lot of you know dumb moves turnovers easy you know easy shots missed like it was it was wild but looking back on it now that you know we're almost a week removed from that i can kind of step back and be like yeah, it was a loss it, you know Yes, it's easier to see that the way that we've responded, at least against the Cavs. But Memphis is always a team, I think, every single year, you know it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. You know, still have Mike Conley. They still have guys that, you know, have been in the league a long time and yeah. guys that can play. They have a lot of pride. Yeah, they're very poised. Mike Conley, nothing phases that guy. Exactly. You know, he's, so, ne- he's never been an all-star, but definitely deserves, you know, the spot. So. Mike Mike Conley's never been an all-star. I thought he made one all-star team. I, I don't believe he's made one. We'll fact check that. Mike Conley has never been an all-star. Wow. I really thought that he made it. I thought he made an all-star team like three or four years when ago. You, when you brought it up just now, I thought about it. But, I'm yeah, I was pretty sure I heard he was. Because I remember that he was close. And then he got that the injury. Yeah, he was injured, so. But yeah, he's never he's never made that's an insane team. to me. He's just he's incredibly that good, consistent. That's why he's yeah. making what thirty million dollars a year. You look at the West, and then you're like, as All a the, point yeah, guard, who's very he gonna guard heavy? You know, Steph, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, James Harden, Westbrook, yeah, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. I mean, you could literally go down the line. So yeah, in this game, Magic are up. I think it was seven with about four and a half minutes ago, and, and Mike Conley he scored. 10 points in the last 10 minutes there. He finishes the game with 26 points. Another one of these random guys that just always seem to kill us, Avery Bradley, really hasn't been playing that well for Memphis this year. Yeah. 21 points. I mean, it's hard it's hard to win when you're you're letting Avery Bradley score 21 points, Mike yeah. Conley 26 points, and then they got 13 points off the bench from CJ Miles, 10 points from Joe Kim Noah, 10 points from DeLon Wright. So, but once again, this is just one of these games where the Magic don't have the level of intensity that they need at the very beginning of the yeah. game. Yeah, they, they we're start playing off catch super up slow. Like we're, it's insane. Exactly, they're trying to get back in the game for most of the game. Then mm-hmm. they take that lead. Really, it was mostly the the bench that that played pretty well in that third and fourth quarter, locked down defensively to get the Magic back in this game. Yeah, and then it just. They were getting good looks, it seemed like, but they just were not falling. Mike Conley is coming down. He's pick and roll with Joe Kim Noah getting a basket. He's getting two and ones yeah. on on Wes Awundu. He's getting, you know, DeLon Wright gets an and one on Wes. A lot of people were on Twitter, you know, just, I don't want to say <laughs> crying, but a lot of people were upset with the officiating in this game. That's one thing that, that we forgot to mention. I think a minute oh, yeah. and a half into the third to quarter, the third quarter yep. Evan Fournier is coming down the the, the left uh, side of the lane. He gets fouled. 
turned, was obviously upset with the official, got tech, you know, got it teed up, got a technical foul. Yeah. According to Steve Clifford, from his comments after the game, Evan didn't say another word to him, maybe muttered something underneath his breath, got immediately teched up again, yeah. thrown out of the game. So, Wes Wundu is, you know, put in that, you know, that two spot to try to close out the game, trying to guard Mike Conley, which would have probably been Fournier's assignment. So, just making, he's not a rookie, but yeah, kind of rookie mistakes you know, he, he played putting solid, these guys on the line. Yeah, he played solid defense, but like we said before, Mike Conley is poised. He's a veteran. He knows, you know, how to play at the end of a, of a tight game. So, and like you said, you know. One thing, though, that, that they didn't mention after this game that, that really bothered me at the time was, I think with like 10 seconds left, Aaron... In the first half, Aaron went to the locker room, yeah. left left a little bit early. Yep. Dante Marcatelli revealed that they did some x-rays at halftime of like his rib, hip area. Hip area he was yeah. kind of holding his right hip or like his back. Didn't really know what's going on. We know he's had the back spasms this year, Yeah, but everything came back negative. He just got hit or was having some soreness. He played in the second half. I think he sat out like the, the first... I don't know, 30, 40 seconds of the second half, and then at the first dead ball came back in. But then, yeah, I understand that Evan Fournier is out of the game, but Aaron Gordon is not in the game going down the stretch here the the last five minutes, and the whole time you're thinking, you're like, okay, well, Aaron must not be able to go if he's, yeah. he's not in this game. And then all of a sudden <laughs> with 10 seconds, 10 seconds left, they put him they're in. checking Aaron Gordon yeah. into the game. So it's just like, coach, yeah, I didn't, did you I didn't did you not learn that. in in Chicago when remember Zach Levine takes that shot, Robin Lopez gets the tip in, and then after the game, Steve Clifford goes, "I gotta admit, you know, I for, you know, I didn't realize fault. they yeah. put Lopez in. I should have had Vooch in there to to try to get that yeah. rebound." It's just I didn't hear anybody ask him that question. I didn't hear his comment on it. But obviously, if Aaron is healthy enough to be in the game with the last ten seconds. He is healthy enough to be in the game the last five, five minutes. minutes yeah. We're trying to make the playoffs. He he didn't miss a game. He came out basically immediately after that game and said, yeah, I'm hurt and it doesn't feel too good, but I'm going to be ready to go for Washington. Yeah. Played against Washington. Played against Cleveland. Obviously, he's healthy enough to be in the game. So that was just one thing that really drove me crazy after that game when I saw Aaron checking. I'm like, why is he checking in now? Yeah. Like, with five seconds left, five the seconds game was left. already over. If Aaron is on Mike Conley, those last few minutes, yeah. I think we win that game. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So, once again, the Magic fell to the Memphis Grizzlies, 97-105. So, Wednesday, March 13th, the Orlando Magic fall 90-100 to to the Washington Wizards. And, Will, this game was especially disappointing coming off of that loss against Memphis because it's like, okay, we lost – you know, we need to get another game. Here's an inferior opponent coming in. Yeah. Yes, they're at home, but you just felt like the guys were going to, you know, respond and, and come out and play well. And once again, just not the story. They just come out flat in the beginning and basically trailed most of this game. Try to make it close at the very end. Bradley Beal, you know, hits a big shot. Jabari Parker hits a big shot. Yeah. And once again, the Magic Fall, 90 to 100 yeah from the beginning this game was was bad um we never trailed by a super lot it was never like a 20 point you know we weren't losing by like 20 points or anything Yeah, we weren't getting blown out just the defense it's like 
you know, Vooch was kind of going back to his old ways of, you know, not, well, when a, when a, def- when a player was coming at him, he would just step back and not step up towards him and play defense. So every time he would step back, you know, he's giving the guy like an open, you know, 10, 15 footer every time, or he would just like let him go right by him. So, uh, you know, just defense, the switching was kind of off, like overall, like always, you know, when they don't come out aggressive from the beginning, that just, that's how it goes the whole game. They're just not super aggressive until the end. And then at the end, they're like, oh man, you know, we should probably try and get back into this game. And then by that time it's too late. My thing that is kind of, it's becoming kind of a trend and I know we just spent a few minutes at the beginning of this show praising Vooch, but it's like since the all-star break, it's like, bro, you've got Bobby Portis on you. Yeah. Vooch, I would say just from looking at the two of them, Vooch probably has at least 30, 40 pounds on Bobby Portis. And it was just like refusing to really just play like bully ball, get him down low, get some just easy shots at the rim. Yeah. Vooch has great touch. So, you know, he can be outside of the restricted area, get you on his hip and just throw that little touch floater over you. And a lot of the time he makes it. But this is one of those games that just seems like we're saying this since the all-star break is that something with his touch just seems off. And that just, I mean, players get hot and, you know, they, they go through slumps and and things like that. So it's just kind of the natural ebb and flow of, of basketball. That's just how it goes sometimes. But seeing guys like Bobby Portis on you or Thomas Bryant on you, and he just kind of guys that can't guard him. Yeah. He's an all-star for a reason. I understand that, especially Thomas Bryant. This is just another one of these guys that I realized during this game I just don't really care for, (laughs) mainly because he was just killing us in every single basket, just flexing and yelling. And it's a guy that you love to have on your team but hate when he's on the other team. But Vooch just – Take him to the rim. Like, you're an all-star for a reason. I understand these guys are athletic yeah. and physical, but you're an all-star for a reason. You can score with the best of them. Just go score. Yeah, just body him up. It's the same thing with, like, Jabari Parker. Like, there was a couple times where Jabari Parker, you know, did a little move, just, like, ran right by him. And you're like, Vooch, come on, man. Play some defense. Like, And that's heading, you know, talking back to, I feel like I, I this is just one of the the things that annoy me about the magic and a lot of things that I see people talking about on Twitter is we just always have these random guys that, that kill us. Jabari Parker, you know, had a, I guess, decent career at Duke and then comes in, he's a top lottery pick and has been bouncing around. Yeah. Ever since he was drafted by Milwaukee and then played in Chicago. And, you know, now he's been traded to the wizards and people are like, Oh, Jabari Parker's, I don't want to say a bust because I don't know how, I don't really think he was that hyped up. I mean, people nah, thought he was, was going to really be a good. solid pro. Yeah, he was really good before the the ACL injury that but he had. He, he's for um, the most part though he's been disappointing. So yeah, since then, yeah. when Jabari Parker comes out and busts us, nineteen points, nine rebounds, nine of twelve from the floor. I mean, yeah, everybody has hot shooting nights, but it's like, come on, you're watching this game and you're like, how is Jabari Parker giving us the business right now? Yeah. How is Thomas Bryant giving us the business right now? 21 points, 10 rebounds, 9 of 12 from the floor. Yeah, if you look at it too, our their field goal percentage was at 46.7%. So they made almost half their shots compared to our 39. Another another person, you never heard this name before this night. You may not ever hear this name again. Who the heck is Chasen Randall? Yeah, I don't know, man. 
That's insane. Three of five from three, 13 points. I mean, when when you have Thomas Bryant, Jabari Parker, Chase and Randall busting you, and then you end up losing to the Wizards by 10 yeah. when you just came off blowing the game against Memphis, it's like, what is it going to take for these guys to realize, like, we're trying to make the playoffs here. Yeah. You know? But It's tough to look at, you know, Terrence Ross's three point um stat. He went he went 0 for six. Like you know you know it's a bad game when, you know, your best three point shooter is 0 for six. Three of thirteen from the floor. Yeah, it's it was tough. Aaron four of thirteen from the floor. Just looking at it, you know, DJ only consistent guy with the three point shot that night. Yeah, it's like we one of the, the first episodes that we had, we talked about how we really needed Jonathan Isaac to to play consistently, and we really needed Evan Fournier to play consistently. And if those guys, you know, started playing well, we felt like we yeah. had a really strong chance to to make the playoffs. But lately, it's been like, man, what are we going to get out out of Terrence tonight? And I'm I'm not losing my faith in Terrence. People go through shooting slumps, but man, what a bad time to have a shooting go, slump yeah, right now. Exactly. You know, Evan still has not played up to the level that he's been capable of the last few years that that he's been I think Jonathan Isaac he's still playing pretty well in this game 13 points nine rebounds five of 12 from the floor three of seven from three at one point in the third quarter in this game Jonathan Isaac basically completely brought us back into this game that's why it was close at the end and then we let it slip but Jonathan Isaac I think he had like three threes in that third quarter yeah I don't know, man. We, we we won that that third quarter, twenty-one to fifteen. Yeah, that's the only quarter that we won in this game. So, as much as I hate to say it, and I know there are people out there that are gonna not like this, but I don't see how we can move forward with Evan Fournier. I fully expect him to be moved at the end of this year. And I'm not saying this just because he's had, you know, one bad year, but I think he's set to make 16 or maybe 18 million next yeah, year. He was part like that. of that cal- salary cap mm-hmm. year where Biombo got paid, Mozgov got paid, all these guys made all this money. So being able to move him, if we're able to move him, hopefully it doesn't cost us a draft pick or one of these young guys, but yeah. being able to clear up $16 million in cap space at some point, Hopefully, Markel Fultz is going to be the guy that, that we think he can be. I think he can play at the two with DJ at the one, or Markel could start at the one. DJ could come off of the bench, but then where are you going to put Terrence into the starting lineup, and then where's the scoring coming from off the bench? Off the bench We're yeah. probably going to have to – I mean, people are saying now they don't know if Terrence Ross is, is worthy of, of keeping him, depending on what he's going to make. Yeah. So I really think that one of our – Biggest question marks, funny enough, is, is going to be at the guard positions, point guard and, and shooting guard. Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and then either Vooch and, and Mo. It seems like going forward we're going to have that stuff figured out, but it's just we've got to get better guard player, or this team is never really going to yeah, be a contender. You know, we, we both love Evan as a player and as a as a, as a a player for the Magic. I, I um, love Evan – I, I love how passionate he is. I know how much he yeah. cares, but um, it just there's a lot of times where the ball is moving really, really well, and then, and then Evan will get the ball at the top of the sticks. key, and 
he hasn't even taken a dribble yet, and he he does this thing where he he brings the ball through, like that. I know you guys can't see that, <laughs> but I just did the Evan yeah. where he like leans back and he's got a man on him, and then basically a lot of times it just turns into a bad shot from him or or one of these like he takes these two long strides to the rim and tries to do this layup that he just doesn't seem to be very good at. But I'm I'm ranting here. I just it's it's frustrating when Evan has played so well for us, you know, especially the last couple of years, and now that like we need him so badly. Yeah. I know he's a good player, but he's just not showing it Evan, right now, and it's killing us. Evan reminds me of when Turkoglu used to play for the Magic back when we were going to the finals. Only reason I say that don't is, ever compare listen, Evan Fournier Evan, to Hito Turkoglu. This is why I'm bringing it up. Evan and Turkoglu would do this. They would take bad shots at the wrong time and just, you know, you put your hands up like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And, like, everyone reminds me of Turkaloo when it comes to that because there was times back back in the but day Turkaloo where I was would just make like, them. sometimes, but some, a lot of times Turkaloo would be like, he would do something and you're like, Turk, what are you doing? Like, don't do that ever again. And then he'd do it the next play. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But Evan, Evan reminds me of that, you know, just because of – Sometimes you're just like, man, teams playing so well, they get the ball, it sticks, or it's a bad play, it's a bad possession, it's a turnover, and you're just like, man, like, what are you doing? It's and it's funny because like late game situations, you'll be like, Evan, what are you doing? And then he hits a huge shot, you're like, Let's go Yeah, same with Turkle. So, Turkle used so to do hype, the same so. thing. So when it comes down to it, I really love all these guys on on this team. If if we could keep all these guys and they turned out to oh, be of course, yeah. you know amazing and we won a championship, that would be great. But I I unfortunately I just feel like Evan isn't going to be the long term answer at shooting guard. I don't think that you can win a second round playoff series. Definitely not conference finals or, or to, NBA finals. Yeah, we got to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know. But I just don't think that you're going to have long-term sustained success with Evan one being your main crunch time option and two him being your starting shooting guard. I think he's better in like a, like a Terrence Ross roll off the bench where he can play against, you know, guys like set, you know, second unit caliber players where he can be the primary ball handler shot maker and things like that. I just don't think that he obviously is not James Harden Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, where you're 100% confident giving them the ball yeah. at the end of games because sometimes he makes questionable decisions. Exactly. So once again, Magic Fall 90-100 to 100 to the Washington Wizards. We're going to just talk pretty quickly here about the Cleveland Cavaliers game. Thankfully, this is coming off of a, the second night of a back-to-back. back-to-back we yeah. played... Washington that Wednesday at, night at Washington at Washington and then we come home for Cleveland. then we come home for Cleveland so I probably should have put money on this game because <laughs> I just felt like there was no way we were going to lose for a few reasons one being a week and a half prior to this yeah we played them Cleveland embarrassed us in Cleveland second we had just lost to Washington the night before and then we we're playing them at home I just thought there was too much going in our favor and last, the last game kind of felt like a little flukish. I think they had a few guys go off. I know Colin Sexton had a good game. Yeah. Kevin Love, Jordan Clarkson. So I just didn't know if that was going to happen. And I just felt like, I mean, at this point we were, what, two games 
behind of Miami going into this game. I think so it was so, like, yeah. man, if we lose this game and we go three games back on Miami, that's just not good. So basically the Magic were on the Cavaliers from the jump and just never looked back. Looking at the, the first quarter stats, Magic were up 36-20 to 20 after the first quarter. Second quarter won that quarter also 25-21. to 21, Had a very comfortable halftime lead. Then the Cavaliers looked like they were going to make it a little bit of a game in that third quarter, but then yeah. the Magic go ahead and, and extended that lead even further. So it really wasn't much to this game, Will. Yeah, we, we finished the game 120-91. to 91. Easy blowout win, playing like we're supposed to. You know, win this game after losing two that I feel we should have won. But, you know, just coming from, you know, out the gate, coming with the energy that – we need to come out with, you know. Absolutely. So. Look at the the stat line here. Yeah, Colin Sexton, you know, he had 23 points. You know, the beginning of the year, I just want to say this really quickly. There were some rumors on, like, Bleacher Report and stuff like that. About Colin? About Colin Sexton that he just basically had no idea how to, how to play, play basketball. basketball. Yeah. And now, the kid actually, I, I've got to say, plays really, really hard. Play, he's quick as, as anything. Yeah. Plays hard on the defensive end. Even, you know, knocks down, you know, some threes. I mean, he was two of seven in this game. I think they said that recently he's been hovering around, you know, 40%. I don't know if that – I doubt that's for the entire season or just the last last stretch that they were talking about at the time. But he definitely looks like he's going to be a, a solid pro. So 23 points for him, but then basically nothing really to be desired from the Cavs. Kevin Love, basically a non-factor, yeah, quite, quite 10 points, eight rebounds. The Magic, though, Aaron Gordon led all scorers for the Magic with 21, 20 from DJ, 19 and 11 from Vooch. Even got 13 off the bench from Kem Burch with that yeah, sick coast-to-coast -coast Euro Kem, step. That was awesome. Kem was playing ridiculous. Like, energy, energy right off. Like, it was insane how good he was playing. I believe he's a free agent after this yeah, year. We need, so We need to keep him. I just don't know how much that's going to cost us. We're going to have to pay Vooch if we want to keep Terrence. We're going to have to yeah, pay Terrence. I, you, I, I'm, you I'm afraid hope, we're going to lose Kem this yeah, year. I would hope that we find a way to keep him just because he's an energy guy right off the bench. You know, plays his heart out and also just rebounds. He's all over the floor. Like, yeah. he has his hands out everywhere. Absolutely. So, you know, he's a solid player off the bench coming from the from the G League too. So Unfortunately, the only thing that I will say is that if we pay Vooch, Vooch comes back. And then Mo's going to be the backup. There's really not going to be too many minutes for Kem. I think yeah, he's going to see that. I think he's probably going to see that he could get a little bit of a pay raise somewhere else, backing up. You know, just a team looking for you know a rim protector. I mean, just off the top of my head, he I think he'd be a great fit for the Lakers next year. Come, probably not in a starting role, but coming off the bench for them, just to somebody else that you can throw lobs to yeah. a rim protector. I know that's that's a a big need for the Lakers right now. So once again. The Lakers poaching an Orlando Magic big man that we love. Yeah, I don't it's know. a possibility. We, we'll we see. We need to keep this guy. We'll see, but yeah. So basically, we just slapped the Cavs. I mean, Caps Cavs really aren't a great team. Something is wrong with <laughs> my brain. I can't say Cle <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs, yeah. So the Cavs, Mavs, whatever the Cavs. Um, we just we smacked the Cavs. It, it yeah. felt good. Clifford, after the game, basically said this was one of the, the better games that, that we've had this year. And I would agree. There's a little bit, you know, to that we I feel like we could improve on in certain yeah. spots, but you really can't be too mad when you almost win by 30. 
Yeah, I would say it's probably our best game since the All-Star break. So, so. tomorrow, um, playing Atlanta. Atlanta has been playing pretty They've well playing lately. Really well. Trey Young's been playing. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. Um, they basically took the, the Celtics to the brink today, but the Celtics still um, came out with the win. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to get a, another win a, against the, the Hawks. But then Wednesday, we've got the Pelicans. Friday, once again, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies, and then we've got a, a pretty difficult four-game stretch coming up. I know we play the 76ers, Pacers, is it the Pistons and the Raptors? Yeah, Some combination play, of those four. So we have 12 games left. We play six at home, six away. So the road game that we're going to play, the road games, Miami, Detroit, Indy, Toronto, Boston, and Charlotte. So all teams either fighting for a playoff spot or already in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's going to be, especially Miami. And I don't like Miami. Never liked them. <laughs> Not even when LeBron was on the team. But you love D-Wade. I, I love D-Wade, yeah. But I would like to see them. I would like to see Miami in the playoffs. But definitely. Not at the Magic's expense. Exactly. So we need to beat Miami. They can, they can have the eighth seed if we get the seventh seed. If we can get the seventh or the sixth seed. Um, does it, they're, it's looking like we're going to be too far, you know, too far behind. I think we're like three games behind for the sixth seed or something like that. Um but right now we are four games out of the six seed. Yeah, we're four games. So well. the Pistons, I think, are going to have that six seed locked up. Um, the Nets, they're just um, well, they're also four games ahead of us right now. But yeah, I, everything that I I've seen and and taking a look at their schedule, they have an absolutely brutal schedule to finish out the, the year. Nets. So the Nets. So there are some people that think that the Nets actually have a a decent um, chance to to slide down to the eighth seed or even miss the playoffs with the streak that they've had. That yeah, they I would hope have coming up. I would like to see the Magic in the seventh spot. That well, actually, probably not the seventh spot. I wouldn't want to see Toronto in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to see Milwaukee either. Um, you know, if I what I would like to see is the Pacers hop back into that third spot and then us take that sixth spot and we play the Pacers in the first round. I think it's going to be a little bit too difficult to catch Detroit at this point, but who knows? Yeah, I would, you know, the Bucks. I, f I don't know. I feel like the Bucks would be a better matchup for us. I don't know. You know, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Did you watch that Miami game last night? Yeah. So I saw mo I saw that Miami's end up end 20 at halftime. I'm like, "Oh my god, what's going on with the with the Bucks? We need the Bucks to win so that we can, you know, close a little bit of space between us and and uh and Miami." Yeah. Bro, Giannis took like two dribbles from half court, started his euro step like at the at left the <laughs> elbow and then like dunked it. So Yeah, Giannis is insane. We don't who who are we putting on Giannis? Aaron or Jonathan Isaac? But, well, one of those guys you have to put on Chris Middleton. Maybe you yeah. put Fournier on Middleton, but anyways, I we're feel, we're talking hypothetics. I here. feel like you can push um, Giannis out and try to make him shoot more, and it won't. You know, he's yeah, not the best shooter. That's worked so so, so well for so many teams. We'll this year. see what happens. That's what everybody know. wants to do. But definitely Magic. Let's get that eighth spot at least. Um, if it's at the Heat's, um, you know. If the Heat got to go, they got to go. They got to go. So. Last thing we're going to talk about really quick, we want to wrap up here. We're running kind of late on this episode. Isaiah Briscoe, we, we talked a little bit about last episode with the um, 
the meniscus injury yeah. that he's had. He's had arthroscopic surgery on that knee, so he's going to yeah, be done, done for the year. The Magic uh, applied for an injury exemption spot on the roster. They were granted that just because of all the injuries. You know, Markel Fultz, Mo Bamba, Isaiah Briscoe, yeah. Timothy Mozgov. So the Magic signed Michael Carter-Williams, former Rookie of the Year, to a 10-day contract. Yeah, so I'll take that. He's been kind of bouncing around the league a little bit since his rookie year. Yeah. One Rookie of the Year, then was basically immediately traded that offseason. So uh, he's a guy... Magic fans, if you have a chance before, well, I guess probably not before because he's most likely going to make his debut tomorrow in Atlanta. This episode won't be up until Monday, but just go back um, a couple weeks to Gilbert Arenas's. It's called the No Chill Podcast that Michael Carter-Williams was on uh, a few weeks ago. Just kind of give you an insight because I really haven't followed him too much since his rookie year where he robbed Victor Oladipo rookie of the year, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but just give it gives you a little bit of insight into the way that he thinks. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders, very eager to come in and, and earn a spot. So I think he's probably going to end up taking Jaron Grant's minutes. Neither one of those guys is a is a sharp shooter, so I don't no, really think we lose too much going yeah, either Williams way. Can, he can he can play some defense. Yeah, he's going to be great so. defensively. He's going to you know push the ball. So I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to. To his first game, seeing how he does with the team. Oh, hopefully he plays well because when we lost Briscoe, it kind of felt like a lot of the shot that we had at the playoffs dwindled a little bit. But hopefully Carter Williams can come in and revive definitely, that, definitely. revive that second unit, get everybody going and and get this ball rolling. So welcome MCW Magic fans should be excited to have you right now. For sure. Any last thoughts, Will? Nah, just looking forward um, to next week. We need to win these games. I agree. You know, no more no more losses, especially these close games. Like, we yeah. can't continue. I feel like we say it every week. We you do. Know? People are but probably sick of hearing it, but we, you know, it's we the way can't, we feel. We can't keep losing these close games. Like it's Especially to, to sub-500 teams. But Like, we haven't been blown out. Yeah. Like, it's always a close, close game, and then we find a way to lose. Yeah. I feel like that's what we've been saying for a couple of years now, but, you know, playing meaningful games in March. We just got to we got to close these games yeah, out. Absolutely. So, once again, Magic Fam, I'll be in the building tomorrow night in the Amway Center. Send out some some what, live uh, tweet tweets, wh- some live photos from the Twitter account. What section are you going to be in? Do you know? We'll be in 102. So, lower bowl. Yeah, go show go show Johnson love. Well, this this episode will air. Oh, man. After the game. So, if you guys have a time machine and can go back in the past yeah, and show yeah, me some love, mind. section 102. Back. Hit me up. So, once again, guys, this has been the Six Man Show. Thanks. We'll catch you next yeah, time. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!